So uh, I was asked to share what I received from the Catch the Fire conference. Anybody excited about Catching the Fire coming to CrossFit, Arkansas? Hallelujah. And as I went before the Lord, the first thing that jumped out to me was the title of the uh, the very conference itself because what they are proclaiming is transforming the church of America. And I mean, Pastor, when I read, I even took a picture of it because it really hit my spirit. Transforming the church of America. And I said, okay, Lord, we transform the church of America. We know by me. It starts with me. Amen. It starts right here with me. And so it is a revelation that the bride of Christ, the body of Christ needs to get to, to, that we need to understand that there is a vision in the earth today to transform the church in America and hook up with that and let it start with me right here. Me, God, here I am. Lord, change me. Change me. Give me revelation knowledge. Give me power. Give me the ability to do what you call me to do. And so I understood that it started with me and that nobody can change me but the Holy Spirit. And the only way He can change me is if I yield to him amen because how many know uh, we go to church all the time we hear the word constantly but do and i heard one of the i heard sister minister Teresa say we fall out under the glory we fall you know and she said oh one day she said why do i fall out under the glory why do i fall out under the glory because i get up the same way and when she said that that hit my spirit and i said okay god this is good because we have to have a determination that when we fall under the power and the glory of god we're not getting up the same way I'm not getting up the same way. I will be changed. Amen. There's a reason and a purpose for falling under the power. And it's not to fall down and show, she said, my legs and, you know, let my dress come up on my, you know what I'm saying. And I said, you're right. There's a purpose for falling under the power and the glory of God. It's a yielding. And it's a yielding to the change that God's wanting to make in me at that moment. And I said, okay, God, all right, I see that. Nobody can change me but the Holy Spirit, and it's my and it's my duty and my purpose to uh, yield to Him. He wants to change me more than I know that I even need to change. His love and His ability, because see, I'm getting—I don't have this revelation, but I'm telling you, God is birth, and my spirit is just shaking on the inside of me because I know that we're going to get the revelation of become oh, that we are the bride of Christ. That was the next thing that stuck out in my spirit was that we are the bride of Christ. Okay, me yielding to the Holy Spirit, that begins in prayer. Prayer and reading and meditating upon His Word. And when I spoke to the Lord, He gave me four words. And this was what He said. This is how I yield to the Holy Spirit and, and build my relationship with Jesus. He said, relationship, and Pastor taught it there. She said, I know your works, I see everything you've done, but there's one thing that I have against you. You've left your first love. And now we're talking about, Paul called it a mystery. He said, I'm I'm speaking of the church, it's a mystery, but he's talking about marriage between a husband and a wife. And then he says, but this is a mystery, but I'm speaking concerning the church. We are the bride of Christ. Before the foundations of the earth... We were destined to become the bride of Christ. Now, see, we don't just... De- he is a king. Jesus Christ is the king. 
And if we are destined to be his bride, then we are destined to become a queen. Men and women alike, we are destined to be his bride from the foundations of the earth. In the Old Testament, I read about covenant, 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 covenant. Well, what is marriage but a covenant between a man and a woman? So from the foundations, I'm getting this revelation. That before the earth was even created, God knew that his purpose and his plan for the body of Christ was that we would one day marry the king. And so our life and everything that we go through right now is our preparation for ruling and reigning on the throne of glory. And we rule and reign now. This is where we prepare. This is where we are preparing. Right? We walk in victory. Because we know who we are and we know who is in us. We walk in victory. We reign now today. Because we are the bride of Christ. And we are destined to the throne. Destined. Destined. Ooh, shakama. And the next word, relationship. And you can find, let's, I want to show you a word. I want to give you some words. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I want to slow it down. Amen. First Peter 5 and 6 and 7. Thank you, Jesus. I love it, I love it, I love it. First Peter 5, 6 and 7. He says, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting your care upon him, for he cares for you. We're talking about relationship. He cares about us. He loves us so much. Can you imagine? He loves us so much that he destined us to be the bride of his son. You know when my when my boy when my son <laughs> when my son was dating. You know for moms, I'm speaking for moms. I don't know about dads, but me, this mom, it was hard to accept who whoever come into his life because you know nobody's really really that good. You know what I'm saying? Because my he's my precious. You know what I'm saying? You know, but I'm just saying God loved us so much. That he chose us before the foundation of the earth to be betrothed, is that the word? To his son. Wow. I'm talking about relationship. Amen. Then he said, surrender. And we find in James 4 and 7. These are the four words that the Lord spoke to me when he showed me how that I changed. You know, it's through building my relationship and surrendering to him, okay? And so, James 4 and 7. Thank you, Jesus. He said, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. And so I said, okay, surrender is the submission, We submit to God. We surrender to him. We surrender to those in authority over us because God's the one that sets authority up. We submit to our husbands. Ephesians says it several times. Wives, submit to your husbands. He's teaching us how 
submit to our husband, King Jesus. We can submit to our natural husband. We can submit to our spiritual husband. But if we have a problem submitting to the natural, hello, then we might have a little problem submitting to King Jesus. This is our training ground to becoming the bride of Christ. Ha, she, he, he, he. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And then Matthew 16. Look at that real quick. Talking about surrender. And Matthew 16, 24 through 27. And the word of God says, Then Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever saves his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is it? What does a man profit if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and he shall reward every man according to his works. Amen. Talking about surrendering to the Lord. If we're going to follow Jesus, we have to deny ourselves and follow him. We've been taught in uh, freedom to die. There's no other way to say it. Die. Just die. And, and I remember Pastor Angie's mom telling me, every time I'd go, I would go in that office, I'd tell on Jeremy, oh, Lord, have mercy. And when I come out, it was always me. Right? Y'all, how many remember that? It was always me. I come out different. I come out changed. Because I thought it was him. But the Holy Spirit showed me it was me. But I had to yield and surrender to that. I had to accept that what she was telling me was the truth and I had to change. And I could only do that in prayer. And a lot of things that Pastor Eileen told me, I'm just now getting the revelation. I'm just now getting the revelation of what she had taught us. All those years about dying and submitting and surrendering. Amen? But it's never too late, I say. (laughs) Those seeds are in there. They've been planted in us. And they will come to fruition. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. He said his word wouldn't return void. We're talking, and the next word he said was obedience. And we know in 1 Samuel 15 it says, For obedience is better than sacrifice. And, and, and I don't know, I, I'm really working and focusing on obeying God. And on hearing that word, hearing his voice and moving quick and not giving that other voice an opportunity to speak to me. And I'm asking God to cultivate my ears to hear him, to be sensitive to him. And, and, and I'm changing in that area. And I'm thanking God because that's part of surrendering to him and submitting to him. That's my preparation because I am the bride of Christ. Amen. That's my preparation. Hey, thank you, Jesus. And the last thing that God spoke to me about that was determination. And I said, determination. Yes, you have to be, you have to have a made up mind. Hey, this is the way it is and I'm going after it. 
you know, and, and determination. So I looked it up, and I see that determination is the ability to make difficult de- decisions and accomplish God's goals based on the truth of his word, regardless of the resistance that we come in contact with, regardless of the fight, right? Making those decisions and sticking to it. And then he said, it's also uh, the ability to set ourselves toward godly pursuits and not allow ourselves to be distracted or discouraged. That's determination. And it takes a determination, a focused determination to stay on top of things. Because, hey, the devil don't come with a big trumpet saying, here I am, I'm finna do this. He does not. He comes as a light. I... Was I believe it was Pastor Manuel that said Friday night, you know, it's, it's the applause of men can either make you, puff you up or, or bring you down. You know what I'm saying? The applause of men. So it's not like he sounds an alarm and here, this is what I'm fixing to do to you. It's real subtle and almost like light. I, I, somebody said over the weekend that uh, he comes as light. And, it, and it's a very fine line to making sure that we hear the voice of God and obey Him. You know, very fine line. And so, determination. And we are going to find determination in Second Timothy. We'll see where he tells us to be determined in Second Timothy. Let's see. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, chapter 4, 7 and 8. And Paul was saying, I fought a good fight. I finished my course, and I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. So he fought a good fight. He stayed determined. He kept the course. And he now has a crown of righteousness. Pastor taught us in the conference also, it's him that overcomes. Listen, it's him that overcomes. It's the one that allows life to be your training ground because you're the bride of Christ. You're the one that's going to be ruling and reigning beside him, with him. He's, we are going to be the queen, queen Jesus. Amen. You're going to be a queen. Amen. You're going to be a queen, Brother Floyd. You're, a, you're king now, but you're going to be queen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He said, I fought the fight. I finished my course, and I kept the faith. That's a determination, a determination that we have to have. Amen. And then look at Hebrews 12, 12 uh, through 13, I think it is, Hebrews 12. I don't know why these books keep jumping around on me. Hebrews 12, 11 and 12, and it says, I mean 12 and 13. Wherefore, lift up the hands that hang down and the feeble knees. Make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but rather let it be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness for which no man, with, without no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently 
lest any man fall of the grace of God. Looking diligently, looking to his ability. It's him, it's Christ in us. We've been learning that in cell group. It don't have anything to do with me. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. It's his ability. If I say anything and it's really good, it's not me, it's him. Amen? It's not my mind, it's his mind. It's not my thought, it's his thought. He gets all the glory. Amen? He's the one that gives the revelation. He's the one, he's the one that's breaking forth the revelation that I am the bride of Christ. Amen. And, and, and I, when I think about that bride, when I think about the bride of Christ, I think because I've worked with people getting married. I've happened to have worked with several in this church who's gotten married here. And I tell you the bride, the bride, the bride, she's the most important part of the whole ceremony. Everything goes around the date, the date that she picks. Everything, when you got, when a bride comes to a counselor, says, I, this is my vision, you gotta grab a hold to that bride's vision and run with that vision. You've got to be, you've got to make sure that the flowers are right, the colors are right. Everything's where it's supposed to be and beautiful for her. This is her perfect day. This bride has dreamed about this day from the time that she was a little girl. And you've got to do everything that you can do to bring this vision of hers to pass. To make her happy because this is her happy day. She's a bride. Amen. Her dress is perfect. There's no spots, no wrinkles. If it was, you'd have to, oh no, we have to take that back. Get that, uh uh-uh, we can't have that. Because everybody's looking at the bride. When she, when the doors open and the bride starts down, everybody's looking at the bride. It's her day, it's her special day. Hey, we got a day coming. See, brides work with calendars, God don't have calendars. And the Bible says that no man knows the day nor the hour, but there's coming a day. And we're preparing for that day right now. We're ironing our dress. Hey, hey. We're thinking, we're dreaming. Can you, I dreamed over there. I know I dreamed Jesus because I'm, when my spirit hooks up with his spirit, I'm saying, come Lord Jesus. My desire is on you. You are my husband. You are my bridegroom, Jesus. My desire is for you. My desire is to please you. Hallelujah. Oh, my say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I'm excited about the revelation that's being birthed in my spirit about the bride of Christ because, you know, we kind of know that. We kind of know that. We kind of have taught that. But to really get that revelation and let that birth be birthed in your spirit, that's a whole different ball game. Whole, whole new level, as pastor says. Whole new level. We are the bride of Christ. And he tells us in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 2. He says it many places, but this is the one I chose. (laughs) Woo, hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And it says, For I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Come on, can somebody get excited about that? He's jealous over us. We're espoused to Jesus, King Jesus. Ha! And there's coming a wedding, and I'm getting ready. 
And when I thought about it, how many have seen that movie, One Night with the King? Have you seen that movie? And so the Lord reminded me of Esther, you know. And I said, okay, yeah, that movie. I said, yeah, they prepared her. Oh, my God. Yes, Pastor. Well, when we when we get that revelation that we're the bride of Christ, we'll act different. Oh wow! And one of the things I I really got there is through Doctor Mills, which is the one that has this vision of catch the fire and bringing fire, transforming the Church of America. That is his whole message. We are the bride of Christ, and does the church know who she is? Because when we do, we will we we will believe we deserve. Things we won't think we have to live like paupers. We won't act like we're. If even the even the most promiscuous woman, if she knows she's fixing to get married, she's gonna quit sleeping around. She's not gonna want her dress tainted. She's not gonna want it any that that she's gonna want for that wedding day. She's gonna want that dress white, spotless, you know. And she's gonna start acting different, preparing herself for her wedding day because she's going to see herself as the bride and not as a prostitute. She's going to see herself different. And once we see ourselves different, we start acting different Mm -hmm. because um, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if I think I don't deserve anything because I'm just this wretched sinner, then that's how I'm going to act. But when I see I'm the bride of Christ... That God loves his son, Jesus, and he chose you and me to be the gift to his son. Wow. He foreordained us. He planted us in the earth. He birthed us. Psalms 139, he knew us. Jeremiah knew you before you was in the mother's womb to be a prophet to the nations. So that was decided before I was ever planted in the womb that I am the bride of Christ, and God's given me as a gift to his beloved son. And I'm like Pastor Cindy. If I wanted to give Caleb a gift, it would be special. So when we see ourselves as that, and that's what this Catch the Fire conference, July 29th, 30th, and 31st, is about. Because I've been saying for two years, you know, we've been taught to die, we've been taught to possess land, but God, we, we need to know who we are and whose we are. And would you bring that revelation in the body? And I've been seeking him about that, you know, to, to, to help us to get that. Because it's going to change everything that we do. It's going to change how we act. It's going to change what we do in secret. Because I'm not trying to impress the preacher no more. I'm trying to impress my husband. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Thank you. my husband. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. He's jealous over us. He loves us. When Pastor was talking, I heard that scripture and it just left me. Oh, Jesus. Just think what Almighty God is doing in heaven, getting it ready for the day to come that he presents the bride to his son. And God's going to present the bride to his son. Yes, and 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 to turn, Sister Julie. In weddings, <clears throat> thank you. 
Weddings, that spirit in a wedding is very contagious. And as a bride, we have to be contagious so that the world, we're attractive to the world. They see something special and something that they want. And, you know, you have a wedding, then you'll have two or three pop-off weddings, you know, because of that. Yes. That's true. For women, that's true. I remember when I gave birth to Montana, my friend was in there with me, and she said, you made that look so easy. She went and had a reversal and had a child. I said, are you crazy? So it is. It's contagious. You have lost it, woman. I'm not talking about nobody in this place. It's contagious. It's contagious. They are. They are. But in the reverse of what uh, Brother um, gosh, Floyd said, if, if the Father's taken all of that, if the Father is preparing something for us, then we, in return, should be preparing ourselves for that great day. Amen? Oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. And we are. Hey, we are. I'm saying we are. But there's a lot of things that come when a, when a, when, you know, before the bride is the courtship. Hey, before the, before the date, you know, you, you, you woo her and, and you, you, you know, try to show her your best side. And I guess. I lived down the street from Brandy, and, and um, I had a donkey, <laughs> and, and I would ride by her house with that donkey, sometimes with my chicken on the saddle with me, <laughs> and, my, and, and my donkey drew her in. <laughs> That's real love. He courted her, you know. <laughs> But the Lord woos and draws us too. The Holy Spirit woos and draws us. Yes, he knows exactly how. Woo, glory. Isn't that good? But to get back to the movie, everybody remember seeing that movie? One Night with the King, Queen Esther, and all. Come on, Pastor. town to get me. I'm going to feel loved. Wow. <laughs> did y'all hear that? <laughs> I think I probably would too, Pastor. <laughs> Feel loved, yes. But to think about Queen Esther and what she went through to be prepared for that one night with the king. But what I thought about was that eunuch, found she found favor in his eyes. You know, the one that took her in that night. Well, we have found favor in the eyes of our Heavenly Father. And then I thought he gave her... Oil, they soaked her in oil so that she smelled good. She was, her skin was beautiful. Her hair was shiny and purty, you know. She was gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? And so they prepared her physically and spiritually because he gave her secrets of what the king liked. But you do know who that is to us, the Holy She wasn't trying to go in there and get all the gold. She had a choice to go in there and take what she wanted. All the other ones were. Because when they went to see the king, if he didn't choose her, she's not a virgin anymore. So they give them these 
jewels and things, and she didn't do that. She listened to her authority and found out what the king liked and submitted. And she didn't go in there and be greedy and all about her. That's one reason he chose her, because she was submitted. And she took the counsel of the man that was next to the king. She took his counsel. And so I was thinking the Holy Spirit is the one that does that for us today, but he does that through the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, and the preachers, all for the perfecting of the body, the bride. Yes, yes, ah, so excited. I'm getting it. I'm finally getting it. I'm finally getting it. There's, I mean, I'm seeing value, Pastor, that, 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 that my father thinks I'm valuable enough to marry his son. King. A king. I'm going to be a queen. I'm a queen. He already calls us kings and priests. So what's a queen? You know, ruling and reigning with Jesus. And he also tells us that we sit with him now in heavenly places. This is our training. This is our training for our eternal reign right here. I'm just saying. To him that overcomes, Pastor said, will I grant to sit with me? In my throne. Revelations 3.21. To him that overcomes. Will I grant. To sit with me. In my throne. They're going to say. Welcome home. Thou good and faithful servant. You overcame. So you're reigning with Jesus. We already sit there. But this is on that day, that wedding lamb, the wedding, the marriage, supper of the lamb. I mean, I, I, I just get excited every time I look and I see something else, Pastor. I mean, I like, wow, we really are the bride of Christ. We really, there is a purpose. There is a purpose for, the, for us, for me, us, for the, for the bride, for the body. Ha, to get the revelation. Hey, Prayer, which is what we've been taught, what I've been taught for my whole life under this ministry, is the arena that produces the overcomer. Prayer. Oh, somebody said that. Somebody said the other night. I've had heard so many. I can't remember who said what, but it did hit my spirit. And they said, uh, <laughs> you know, when you get. Wow, you just got to let it go. You know, you don't know where it come from, but it was really good. Thank you, Jesus. What was I saying? Prayer is the arena that pushes out the darkness. Prayer is the arena. I don't know where I was going. Help me, Jesus. I need a... Thank you, Jesus. She was chosen to, be- to go before the king. She found favor. She had the secrets. He gave her revelations of what the king liked. She, she didn't try to adorn herself with something that didn't please the king. She submitted to those who gave her that godly 
counsel. Thank you, Pastor, who gave her that godly uh, counsel. She took their counsel, and, and she walked in that counsel, and she was chosen. And you and I are the same as Esther today. Think about this. Have we not been chosen for such a time as this? Have we not been chosen for such a time as this? Amen. And Matthew 24 tells us that we don't know the day or the hour, but honey, we sure know that it's coming. Amen. And we can prepare ourselves. We can smell good. We can, our dress can be pretty and clean. Because what does the Bible say? He's going to present her a spotless bride. A, a bride spotless and without wrinkle. And now I've got the whole revelation of that, but I know there's one in there and I'm digging for it. The spot and the wrinkle. Because we're not having no spots and no wrinkles. And, and uh, yes. <laughs> Pastor says our flesh and we're not going to have any. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. No spot, no wrinkle. We're chosen. We're chosen. Okay? Then he's going to present us his bride. And when I read Ephesians 5, because that's the chapter for husbands and wives, and it says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. And it just flooded my spirit. The Lord is not asking us to do anything that he himself has not already done. And if it's his ability in us, we can do whatsoever he's asked us to do. This is not a hard thing, submitting and, and honoring one another, preferring one another. Our flesh don't like it, but the Spirit sure does. And I believe it was uh, Brother Man, Pastor Manuel that was talking about the flesh and the Spirit on Friday night. And that to walk in a level of unity, which as a bride, if we only want to please our husbands, we will walk in unity. And to walk in a level of unity, we have to walk in, a level, in, uh, in forgiveness. We must have forgiveness to walk in unity. There's no other way. There's n- no other way. Total forgiveness where you trust the Lord. You're his bride. He's going to take care of you. And you can trust him to take care of your heart. You can trust him that that there's not going to come something that that comes up that's going to take him by surprise there's nothing you're going to face is going to take your husband by surprise he's going to be there to protect you and cover you amen thank you jesus and as a bride we want to please him and then and then when i was seeking him the unity that did hit my spirit that we have to be in unity the the bible talks about When a man finds a woman, he'll leave his mother and he'll cleave to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. And I got it. Jesus wants us to become one with him. We are his bride. He's jealous over us. He wants us to become one with him. We can do that now. We can walk in unity with Jesus now. Now and for eternity. For eternity. Unity. So thank you, Jesus. I want to hear him say, to be a good bride, we have to remain faithful and we have to walk in unity. And to, re- to remain faithful, you'll find that in 25 where he says, good, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Come on, enter in. Enter in. 
It's our choice to enter in. We enter in now. Enter into the joy of the Lord now. I look at people that don't know Jesus, don't understand they're the bride of Christ. They don't have Jesus and there's no joy. There's no peace. There's no happiness. And that's what I tell my baby sister all the time. You, well, I said, you've tried all of this. Why don't you try this and see? See. I said, you can be happy. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be angry. You don't have to be mad. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to holler. You don't have to do all that. Jesus will change you. He changed me. I came from the same seed. He changed me. He can change you. If he done it for me, he'll do it for you. I'm happy, happy, happy. I get up every day happy. Happy, happy, happy. It doesn't matter what circumstances look like. I'm happy. I know who I am because happiness isn't given to to me from the world. It's given to me from King Jesus. Joy doesn't come from the world. There's only two or three things that ever happened to me in the world that brought me joy. That was the birth of my two children and when when I finally submitted to my husband. (laughs) I was going to say when I married him, but no, it was when I submitted. It was when I submitted. Amen? The only two things, and meeting Jesus is what brought me happiness. How many can relate to that? Because you can be married and not be happy. I was for a long time. Oh, yeah. Let me, you want to hear about it? We ain't got time this morning, but I can tell you some stuff. Very much so. Hey, divorce and no, but I was and I tried that and I did that. So he's number two. So, hey, I can tell you, I can tell you, you can be married and not be happy when your flesh is alive and you don't realize who you are. And who it is that's in you. Yeah, you're not an overcomer. You just, next. <laughs> Kick them to the curb, next. There's some. this man's broken. Something wrong with him. <laughs> yeah, 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 I want a fixed one. Not. That's what Pastor Eileen always told me. If you have the problem, you have the problem. How many heard that? Yeah, y'all be honest. If you have a problem, you have the problem. Or she was nice and said you have the problem. She probably meant you are the problem. She was nice, though. She was sweet. Just like Pastor Angie, she got that same anointing, that sweetness. I tell you what, they think she's sweet, but they coming to know. Oh, yeah. And she is. She is very loving and very sweet. But take a devil's head off in a second. And people are seeing that. Yeah. Stick around her a while, you'll see it too. (laughs) Amen. Dangerous. Oh my God, this is so good. But I saw, I saw through that, that we, as the bride of Christ, when we get this revelation, we are now, but think of how much greater this is going to become. 
that we, as the bride of Christ, are, is the most powerful force in the earth today. Think about it. We are the very reason that Satan hasn't already self-destructed in this earth with him because of us. Right? And I say that because, I mean, if you look around, you see that meanness and everybody trying to turn on each other and the division, and you see all that. People tell me I don't see it, I don't watch it, but they do tell me. And, you know, I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm oblivious to the fact. But I do hear that, you know, we're killing each other and, and it's this life matters. Well, how about all lives matter? You know, we all matter. There, there is no this life matters to Jesus. They all matter. He said for the whole world that whosoever will, he gave us life and predestined us to become his bride. Amen. It's good. Anybody have anything to say in closing? And Anybody? Okay. Well, what... I just want to say something here. There are two events, two great big events. The beginning of humanity begins with a marriage. And in the marriage of the Lamb, there's the marriage there again. Jesus in the church. 